to a Healing Peace podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. We have a treat for you. We ask the question, how do women respond when life or people hurt us? The remainder of this podcast is on this subject. Also, just for our podcast listeners, we are providing an assessment that identifies where you are in dealing with emotional hurt. After you listen, give us a podcast review. Take a picture of it and email it to free at ahealingpeace.com with the subject review. Once we receive your email, we will send you a link for the assessment. Let's get started. Glad to have you back. We've been talking about women's responses when people or life experiences hurt us. In our last two episodes, we talked about how God longs for us and how he hurts for us. If you haven't listened to the last ones, please go back. You will not be disappointed. As we progress, as I said before, I want to continue to explore God's character. Hopefully in exploring his character, we can learn how he is with us during the conflict. Have you ever had a conflict where you realized that you were the source of the conflict? Whew, that's a tough one. How about you realize that you hurt someone that you generally cared about? In one of the previous episodes, I talked about the response of hurting those who hurt us. We looked at Jesus and Judas' relationship. Judas, he responded by hurting the other person, while Jesus responded in love and patience. And whew, do we need some Jesus response right now? I digress. Anyways, Judas' final response was that he was filled with remorse and ended up killing himself. How about you guys? How about your actions? What do you do when you realize the hurt that you caused someone else? Would you go to the extreme of harming yourself? Would you go to the extreme of trying to make amends? How would you respond to the other person? Well, we're going to take a look at God's grace. Sometimes we just need to know that despite our previous experiences, that God still loves us and he's rooting for us to make the right decisions to move forward in a healthier manner. Here we go. As you know, I like to share about friends or myself. With this town, I'm going to share about friends because, you know, I do have them too. I'm going to talk about a friend of mine. Her name is Cindy. And she had a difficult time embracing God's love for her. It all stemmed from a situation that she occurred that occurred between her and her mother. When she was really young, we all know teenagers, including myself, that we sometimes just do not listen to our moms. She was one of those. She didn't want to listen. She figured out she knew everything that she she needed and she needed any help. That is her mom telling her extras. After a while, she started to resent her mom because of the discipline that she will, you know, place on her. So one day, back in the day, uh, Cindy decided to drive her family's car, even though you know how teenagers do you know even though she didn't have permission or a license but with her cousin in tow they went on a joyride 
Cindy, she enjoyed the thrill of driving. And that and then lo and behold, she looked over and she saw her friend. They started doing, they started edging each other on. She started speeding up. They started speeding up. And lo and behold, they was racing. Cindy took off and she was driving. But as she was um coming to an end, they finally made it to the end of the street. They they had a little thrill ride. And as she was turning around, Cindy accidentally knocked the driver's mirror off. She hit a trash can and then boom, that thing was off. Of course she panicked because A, she wasn't supposed to be driving. And then B, you know, she damaged her mom's car. She felt really mad. She was really, really remorse for her actions. She felt really stupid. She mustered up the courage. She drove home. And then once she got there, she knew. She knew that her mom was going to punish her. She was like, ooh, I don't want to tell her this news. She's going to be on me. She finally did. She didn't want to drag it out any longer. So she went home and she told her mom. In the process of her telling her mom, she was so surprised by her mom's response. She was waiting to get punished, be yelled at, and, and all these sorts of things. But instead, her mom hugged her and was like, oh, I'm so glad that you're still alive because anything could have happened. Luckily, it was just the window or luckily it was just the the mirror and not you and because cindy's mom knew that things could have been worse and she could have died she just embraced her she just held her was just grateful for the life that she still had and of course after all of that cindy felt terrible after seeing how much her mom really did love her and was willing to sacrifice for her the next day her mom went out took the car to get the mirror repaired while she was driving to the 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 little place to get it repaired, she ended up getting an accident. She turned left and didn't see the car in her blind spot. When she hit the car, she jammed her shoulder into the door, and she was then thrown back with the airbags. Initially, she appeared fine. But over time, she continued to feel like sharp pains in her arm. Later that week, she finally went to the doctor's office. He expressed, he was like, man, you know, you have a soft tissue injury. And over time, it should heal. You should be totally fine. But he also warned her, though. He said that the tissue can form and weaken her capacity to use her arm. She heard the warning, but she was like, okay, it's all good. I, I, at least I know what's going on. I'm confident it's going to heal over time. As time progressed and progressed and progressed, her arm didn't heal. She still had pain. Afterwards, Cindy, seeing how much pain that her mom was in, was devastated. Because she knew that it was her actions that placed her in that position. She knew that it was her fault. And Cindy, she just went ahead and she just blamed herself for her mom's condition. Now, that was what happened back in the day. I'm going to fast forward when I met Cindy later in life. When she became a Christian. During our friendship, I, I noticed, I was like, Cindy, she always she always got something negative to say. She she never says anything positive about herself. That little saying, Debbie Downer, she was a downer, not on everybody else but herself. So I prodded, because you know, I get a little nosy and I got in a little business. And I was like, What's going on? Why do you always feel inadequate, inadequate? Then she explained that she was ashamed and, and she was filled with guilt. 
despite becoming a Christian, she still felt like the biggest sinner. She questioned if God would ever forgive her from harming his creation. Would his love truly cover her sin? Later on in her friendship, in our friendship, I, I noticed that she read the Bible a lot and prayed a lot. I finally asked her, I said, uh, so how is your times with God? She stated so sweetly, well, come here, I just love meditating on his word. She said, you know, I pray through scriptures. I'm always confessing my sin. I don't live according to my desires. I'm I'm just in tune with God. And after she made her statements, like I began to wonder. I mean, they all made sense. I'm like, okay, that's some good stuff. Then I, I wondered, man, does she view herself as someone loved by God? Like, did she know that in the midst of all the things that she endured in a situation that happened with her mom, that at the end of the day, that God just loves her? Today, the little lesson that we're going to talk through and, and talk about a little bit more in detail is about how God loves us despite our faults, despite our actions that have caused harms despite being a sinner okay now if you remember when i was in the talking about how god longs for us in luke 15 11 through 32 i was talking about the parable of the lost son we focused on the fact that the father longed longed to be with his son and loved him even though he left to do what he pleased the father represents god and, and he was just he was just sweet this time i want to focus more on the father's response to his son leaving and living in sin the first item i want to draw your attention to is that the father did not make a plea for his son to stay he allowed him to make his own decisions to take his inheritance and bounce. In this situation, it, it really does bring to light that we choose sin over righteousness. We are the ones who decide to take the good from God and do what we want with it. It, it may be in a relationship. You know, in that relationship, you place the person before anything that you do. You place the person before God. At a certain point, God is no longer the priority. So it just leads to one poor decision after another, after another, because your actions are consumed with the other person versus being consumed with God's goodness. At the end of the day, God wants to bless us with relationships that encourage our spirit. But it's up to us to ensure that he still has priority in our lives. Another item I want to focus on about the father with his son is that he didn't rescue him from his his decisions. Ultimately, he had to go through his own experiences. God didn't reach down, search for him, pick him up from the pig's slop and say, I have redeemed you. No, God didn't do that. He allowed his son 
to reap the full consequences of his decisions, of his actions. The son, he needed to realize that he was hurting himself and he hurt those around him. In the midst of all of that, though, God never stopped loving his son. How do we know this? Because we see a father waiting eagerly for his son's return. Upon his son's return, the father embraced him tenderly and celebrated him. Even though the father was away from his son and the son was the one who actually turned away from him. Despite that truth, God still waited patiently for his return. As I share this, I really want you to understand that when we choose sin over God, we are turning away from him to pursue wrongdoing. And sometimes we may think that God has stopped loving us because he didn't rescue us. And we also may think that he's not paying attention, but that is not the case. It's our own actions that push him away. God does not drive us away because we sinned. He doesn't. Instead, he, he seeks and he asks for us to change our behavior, to move towards him in return and embrace the love that he wants to provide. At the end of the day, it's about me deciding to allow God's love to transform me. And he's in the transformation business. Okay, I want to talk a little bit more about his love because it's just so refreshing and oh, it just does wonders to my soul. In 1 John 4, 7 through 8, John declares that love came from God and God is love. I want you to realize this, that God cannot, and I mean it, he cannot stop being himself full of love because we turned against him. The core nature of our dad is love. His love demonstrates is demonstrated to us even though we do wrong things. He continually pours it out. And how do I know this? Because he sent his son. And in his son, we have the ability to be forgiven. I'm going to let you know. And throughout the things that I've shared in the podcast and the things that I'll continue to share throughout is that I don't know if you realize I got some faults. I got some things that's not right either. And in those things, at the end of the day, I'm just a sinner, just like everybody else. Even though I have that tendency, my primary focus is to live in God's love. My primary focus is to turn from my poor decisions, my poor actions, and return to being united with him in his love. In him, his love is made complete in us. Every time I decide to read his word or love my fellow brother and sister, when I do those things, I'm allowing his word to be made complete in my, my, in my being. How important do you think it is to read the Bible or loving others? It's 
is so important because when we stop, we have a tendency to get so self-focused. We have a tendency to get puffed up on ourselves. And in those moments, we not only hurt ourselves because we're moving away from God, but we're hurting those around us because we are focused on us instead of who they are. When I take that time to read and pray, when I take that time to bond with our dad, for me, it really does allow me to shed that that sense of self selflessness. And it helps me to want to give of myself. And I'll tell you guys, it's hard sometimes because you know certain people they be roughing your feathers and they just want to, they just want to get to you. But the Bible does say, you know, love covers a multitude. In God, it does. It covers a multitude. I was in with this thought. As we continue to wrestle with the things that we've done, that's not necessarily the best or has caused other people harm, please remember that, yes, those actions are terrible usually but yes god still wants to be with us he still wants to love us and he doesn't want us to push him away with the the son he initially pushed his dad away and did whatever he wanted but which is great is the best but ever and that is despite his decisions god still loved him and waited for his return why is this important as we work through being hurt and hurting others well sometimes we just need to know that we're okay sometimes we just need to know that we are loved in those moments it helps us to move forward and make better decisions remember that god he loves you Yes, we make mistakes. Yes, we do some crazy stuff. But instead of pushing him away, embrace him and allow him to fill you with his goodness so that we have the strength to pursue righteousness. As I stated on every time, we want to hear from you. How do you view God doing conflict? Please. Go to ahealingpeace.com and share your thoughts. We want to know. While you're there, we do have a companion workbook for this lesson. It's a great time just to journal, a great time for prayer, just to get some good scriptures in you to reinforce that God loves you despite the things that we've done. I don't want you guys to be walking around like Cindy, holding all these things against yourselves when God has already forgiven when he's already saying, hey, be with me. All right now, see you next time. This concludes our podcast. Please go to ahealingpeace.com for the workbook and to leave us feedback. Don't forget to write us a podcast review. Send that email to free at ahealingpeace.com.